Well, hi again. It's episode four. I'm so excited. It's me, Nick, and Amanda. And we have a special guest today. I'm so excited. Um, this is Kelly. Kelly, introduce yourself and tell everybody um, what you do and how okay. we met. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm Kelly Frick of Kelly Frick Connect. I am a uh, wellness and transformation coach. I um, I educate women as well as coach women on the use of essential oils, particularly on how essential oils can help them with their emotional health, their physical health, um, but really empowering them to be able to understand how whatever our struggles are, you know, understand our health pillars of of nutrition, of exercise, of just all the different things and getting behind the psychology of yeah. why we do different things and how to be able to really um, – have a grasp on our emotions of, of things. So and I love that. And I love essential oils. So I was automatically <laughs> drawn to that because I just want everyone to know patchouli is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have never even heard of. Oh, really? No. Oh, like when I was growing up, patchouli was called hippie juice and it was my favorite. Like that's what it was called in England, hippie juice. Don't know why. Anyway, so we connected um, through that. I can't even remember how I ended up in your front room. Can you remember that? <laughs> so, well, I remember you had posted uh, meeting cameras. And so I had reached out right. and I had an old iPhone for you. And I, I just said, you know, I have an old iPhone. And you're like, yeah, I could definitely use that. So you came by and then I happened to be having my next workshop um, that particular weekend or the following weekend. And, uh, and I... And as I was learning about what, you know, what you do with um, We Are Not Broken, I was like, well, my very next workshop is um, loving the skin that you're in. You know, would you like to be able to come to that? And, and you're like, yes. <laughs> so that's kind of how it, it, it came about was right. that you attended that that particular workshop. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And we've been fast friends ever since. Yeah. It's been great. <laughs> it's been super I became friends with her before you even met her. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Facebook really is amazing. Yeah, like everything we do, we're all, we're in the same place every week for the past year, and wow. we didn't even know. Yeah, <laughs> not good because she's on the bottom. You're on the on the bottom floor, floor and you're on the, the top floor. Because my daughter is high school, yeah. and her little ones are little ones. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just knocking on her door, getting an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up in your front room, and um. There was quite a few people there. I also met Erin there, who I absolutely oh, yeah. adore. I love her to death. Yes. Um, and I was sat there, and I really didn't know anybody. And I was, I was just really comfortable. You made me feel really welcome, and I loved it. Um, and then I'm going to give it over to you because you <laughs> asked a question. <laughs> and tell everybody what you asked and why you asked it. I guess it was the the the, <laughs> the jump off for the whole. Uh-huh. The whole session. So, so my background is in psychology. So I'm going to give that a little bit, you know, preface and all that stuff. Um, and so I was purposely asking this particular question, um, knowing or what I thought I knew I'd get for responses, right? So the question had to do with how many in this room are 100% comfortable in their own skin? Because then from there, I had particular questions that I was going to ask. And then I was going to ask the question again. So Nick here actually answers or raises her hand. I was like, okay, okay. I'm going to ask some more questions and let's see if, you know, I get any raised hands. And after I did my next set of psychological questions, again, she raises her hand. I'm like, okay, I have got to pause in the middle of this workshop. I was like, 
if you were open to share, you know, how it is that you've come to be able to be 100% comfortable in your own skin, would you be willing to share? And, and so she did, you know, a little bit and everything. And it just, it blew me away because giving a little bit of part of why I'm so passionate about, you know, helping empower women, you know, being comfortable in their own skin also is my own background, my own history of, of being challenged and struggling with dysmorphia and getting to a place where understanding that it's a psychological aspect, that there are multiple different levels, that it's not just a matter of looking in the mirror and saying, oh, I don't like this little pinch or I don't like this mm. or I don't like that. Um, dysmorphia is truly that there's a mental disconnect and mm -hmm. um, there's multiple different levels of it and layers of it as well. And it typically starts at a very young age. I got into a place where up until I met you, where I was really 95% of the time comfortable in my own skin of being able to really prevent triggers with the dysmorphia and to be able to help empower other women, all that stuff. But you coming to that workshop, it had me think and it had me spin and it had me reflect and pray and truly just break free and say, mm. you know what? I am beautifully, wonderfully made mm -hmm. and that there is absolutely nothing that can hold me back other than my own mind. And if I'm truly going to be that wellness transformation coach mm. to other women, yes. I need to be really a hundred percent being okay in the uncomfortable. Yeah. And so, you know, getting comfortable with that uncomfortable. Yeah. And so it was just, it was mind blowing for me having you there at workshop. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> That's really cool. That, that was really cool. Cause to me, I mean, it was just, it was a simple question, but let me, let me just say this. I, I wasn't always like that. Right. I was, um, you know, I went to dance school from the age of goodness, nine years old, went to performing arts college. So body image was huge. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, you can't be an overweight ballet dancer. You can't be an overweight dancer in a costume on stage, you know? And so, you know, I did struggle with that when I was younger. Um, but I think, and I'll share this, what I shared with you, the pivotal moment for me was when you see somebody that you love die, right? You, you, you hold their hand and you see them take their last breath. And this is, this is somebody that is part of you, has been part of your life. You know, I mean, my sis, this is my sister I'm talking about. Um, when, when she took that last breath, I was, it was, it was such a, profound moment of re of reflecting on my life it was like I seen my whole life within seconds happen and looking back thinking I'm not ever gonna waste time on stuff that I don't have any control over right mm -hmm. I can control my emotions I can control my thoughts I can control you know a lot of stuff um, and if I can't control it, guess what? I'm going to move on from it. Um, but for me, seeing her pass and holding her hand and my other brother is holding her hand. It's actually my sister-in-law, but my brother's been with her since 
he was 15 years old. So I've known her since I was 18 years old, you know. So we grew up together. So she was my sister. She's the one who gave me nephews, you know. My first nephews made me an aunt. So was, we've always been that close. But I remember having a conversation with my brother. And my sister was well into the cancer. And, you know, CBD oil is illegal in England. Mm-hmm. But he would do anything he could to save his wife's life. And he was getting her CBD oil, right? Mm-hmm. And it, and she was turning around. Like, it was turning her health around. But she stopped taking the CBD oil because she was putting weight on. Oh. So even in the face of mm-hmm. death, we're still faced mm-hmm. with that you have to look a certain way. You have to be a certain way. And that, for me, is like, it's mind-blowing because I know 100% that my sister-in-law, if if she could do it again, she'd take that CBD on. She wouldn't give a care about how much weight she put on. She wouldn't give a care about what she looked at because she would be there you know, for my nephews to see them grow up. And I'm not saying that she did this consciously, you know, right. this is a this is a deep rooted thing in society. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not just American yeah. society, British society. It's deeply rooted. And those roots entangle in our life and strangle us. Oh yeah. You know, so for me, I that was the pivotal moment. I'll I'll never again get caught up in how I'm supposed to look because that's how you think I should look or that's how you see me. I really don't care mm-hmm. what you think of me. As long as I know that I'm making a difference and I'm not doing anything that's, you know, not wrong, you, right. you know, right, not right, cool, yeah. and I'm, I'm just trying to make a difference, then I don't care. I'm mm-hmm. going to be Nick. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think there's so much power in that. So that yeah. for me was the pivotal moment. When you when that happens to you, yeah. you you can there's two ways you can go. You can continue to go the same path that yeah. you're going, or you can say, No, I'm gonna change. And that for me was the change. So it wasn't always that. Right. Right. But it will always be that until right. the day I take my last breath. Well, and I think it also, you know, it's that whole mindset of you had that pivotal moment that you took the moment to pause mm-hmm. and to think about how do I really want to keep going forward, you know, with how I believe in myself and how I believe what I look like in the mirror, you know, and I think that if more women would be willing to do that and not compare themselves, you know, social media is beautiful and wonderful, but it also, it gives us that opportunity to that, to do that social comparison, you know, and, and you talking about your, your sister, it was reminding me of thinking about when I had um, my thyroid storm seven years ago, my body had gone into, um, into hyper thyroid. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're talking, I was probably about 40 pounds less than what I am right now. All right. Truly wow. thigh gap. Yeah. Wow. Truly. And I still didn't love the skin I was in. And then as my body started to heal and started to get healthy and I started to put muscle mass back on, I kept thinking, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. I'm getting fat. I'm getting ugly. I'm yeah. thin. And I was not loving the skin I was in. I mean, it was triggering all sorts of other things. And regardless of whether, you know, we give um, 
the label or the description of understanding your dysmorphia or or just anything, just that whole body belief period. There's ranges of body belief. Yeah. And my body belief was horrific. And so now it's it's that whole constant mindfulness of being really intentional with how I think and how I believe in myself yeah. so that I don't fall into that trap. Yeah. You know. I think that I think that was true. I mean I I, this is the first time I've actually sat down and talked to you about it. And I've shared with Amanda, you know, that I went there and it was great. And and then I've read your post, but I haven't actually sat and talked to you. So for me, that's huge for me. That that just me raising my hand was a pivotal moment for you to believe in yourself. Because I think you're absolutely stunning. I mean, <laughs> look, world, if you could see her, she sat here and she's gorgeous. You are. You're like super cool. You're yeah. so beautiful. <laughs> and, you know, uh, but you look at people and you think you would never think that that person had body dysmorphia. And it, and it goes back mm-hmm. to last week about uncovering because uh-huh. we cover so yeah. much up. Right. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's, you know, I love how you unveil scars yeah. with We Are Not Broken, right? And, you know, when a person has, whether it's Hashimoto's, whether it's dysmorphia, those are scars that aren't able to be seen. Yeah. Right? right. Those are, those are things that, that, you know, women um, have to really work on those mm. particular, because those are, again, you know, a person can look at me and think, Oh, she's super healthy. How could she possibly, you know, want to sleep all day long? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, and my adrenals are going really bad. And when, yes. when the thyroid is going really sluggish, well then, yeah, I want to sleep twelve hours a day. Yes, and it's tough to get out, get yourself out of bed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know that real well. Yeah. 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 So. It's a tough. That's harsh. It's just tough. <laughs> Mine's under control. I've had mine under control for a long time. But. Oh, so that's. I was wondering if, if uh, from last week's podcast when you had mentioned. Oh yeah, I've had mine just... under control for years now, but it took a long time. I, mean, oh, I yeah. went through a lot of storms, but yeah, just you know. Uh, we just need to take our power back, yeah. right? And it's not that nobody took it, like, you know, came and, and, and tried to put us down or anything. Like. It, it's it's so much bigger. It's like a magazine. It's a subliminal. It's all subliminal. It's them mm-hmm. roots that are so deep. Cool. And it's not us. even, like, real. It's <laughs> right. not, right? <laughs> right? Like, you, they cut everything out. They slim everything. They put hips on you. They make your waist small. They cut stuff off your face. Yes. I mean, it's not even real. Yeah. That's so, why I'm excited about doing the photo shoot, the one I promised everyone. Um, and yeah, I, you know, yeah. So I've already talked to a photographer. I've already got that lined up. And I'm I'm excited about uncovering, Yeah, you know, oh, I'm excited I'm, for I you. I always wonder, like, where does, um, where does comparing ourselves come from? You know, like, I feel like, I mean, I've compared myself with people since I was a little kid. You know, like, yeah. where does that even come why are you comparing yourself when you're a little kid or looking in the mirror and saying, am I not pretty? Like, I think I'm pretty, but am I not? Like what, what makes, what does that come from? You know what I mean? It's kind of interesting because every single person does it. It's not, you know, you think, oh, this person's better than me, but that person's thinking somebody else is better than them. Or, you know, everybody's comparing themselves. There's not one person that's not comparing themselves. You know what I mean? So it's kind of, it's an interesting. Yeah. Well, we have to look at also behind the, the psychology behind it of we had to have learned it. You know, it's that whole nature versus nurture. We learned it from somebody. That's what and it that's is. one of the roots of dysmorphia is that 
there's it's a three prong um, um, deal with dysmorphia, and one of the prongs has to do with um, a a predominant female figure, usually the mother or an aunt or a grandmother that that young girl watched um, disrespect her own self. Yes. You know, one of uh, an amazing coach that I follow and that I listen to. Um, I love some of what he teaches. He teaches about, about body belief for women as well. And, um, and it's interesting because, you know, I've come so far and I truly, again, you opened my eyes in a way that just now it's, it's, I can take a compliment. You telling me that I'm beautiful before in the past, I've been like, oh, I don't know, I'm really not. I know I am. That's I right. know I'm beautiful. You I'm are. beautifully and wonderfully made. And I truly 100% accept that and own that and 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 know it's true. But it, it is intrinsic. And we have to learn as women to not do that extrinsic, eh, extrinsic, you know, learning of understand that it has to be, we have to be internally motivated, not externally yeah. motivated. And we have to quit, you know, allowing ourselves to, as mirrors became, you know, popular, as social media became popular, all these different things, it allows us to continually, you know, just numbly compare ourselves rather than stopping and thinking, where is this coming from? Why am I doing this to myself? Yeah. You know, and, and realize that it's not worth it. It's not worth our, our mental health. It's not worth our physical health. Right. If we, so many women want to lose weight, right? Mm. But when you start just believing in yourself, when you start eating because you know you're worth eating well, yeah. if you start moving your body no matter what program, but you do it because you enjoy it, whether it's dance for five minutes or go for a walk for 30, whatever, when you're doing things because you know you're already worth it, then the weight comes off and or it balances out exactly the way it's supposed That's to right. be, the way you're naturally supposed to be anyways. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, the body is an amazing, mm-hmm. and um, it, it it is it it has the capacity to always like be its best advocate if we let it. Exactly. You know, exactly. that's what it is. So, with that being said, um, listen. Look for those profound moments. Look in the mirror and just tell yourself, "Look, I am enough. I am enough," mm-hmm. and. That's how I'm going to live my life. So thank you so much, Kelly, for coming. This was great. I hope you all enjoyed it. We absolutely love doing these podcasts. That's fun. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. Bye.